The Persistent and Nasty podcast is a series of interviews and informal discussions with inspiring women and other marginalised voices in theatre, film and beyond. From actors to activists, we aim to amplify these voices and invite the world to stay nasty. amazing offers are still running. For those of you who are looking to join We Edition, which as I've said before, really is the future of casting and also just a really eco-friendly way for us to be seen by casting directors, directors, producers um, and also meet each other and have a community. We Edition are giving our listeners 25% off monthly subscription by typing in nasty all capital letters 25 at checkout. Backstage are still giving our listeners amazing deals. So for the actors of you, you can have 12 months free subscription by following the link in the description box. And for those of you who are casting directors, you can post free castings on Backstage by typing in Persistent and Nasty, all one word, at checkout. Hello everyone and welcome to another Persistent and Nasty podcast. Elaine here. Hope you're all doing really well. Today's episode is part two with Patricia Panther. and um, We continue where we left off talking about uh, Cicely Berry and <laughs> we cover a variety of things in this next section. Um, enjoy this second interview with the glorious Patricia Panther. Her enthusiasm for life is infectious and just joyful and you will love every minute of it, I am sure. Again, just a little heads up that Patricia had hay fever so um she was a bit worried about that and there's a little issue with sound quality as it was over zoom and we do our best as we can just now during lockdown um but there might just be a couple of seconds where it drops out but don't worry it comes back in i did my best all right take care guys i've seen some expert excerpts of it but i didn't know i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure the whole thing maybe maybe i shouldn't be saying that so people buy like this is uh, Cicely Berry's stuff <laughs> by Cicely Berry's stuff <laughs> um, yeah I mean there's so much to learn about it like and I think I think that is actually the bonus of being a performer whatever field you're in whether like a creative I should say is that we're always learning something else learning something new like just now like I'm really challenging myself and I found it really hard actually to stay motivated and over this whole period but I can I feel like I'm coming back up now so I'm like okay um but like uh, self-tapes doing stuff for camera I (laughs) hate them like oh my god but I'm making myself do it that's what I should be doing see that's one thing I forgot for them Ah, but yes you're right good (laughs) I mean I'm going to send you a couple of my outtakes of me literally just like I fucking hate my life. (laughs) I fucking hate my life. (laughs) Yeah, literally, like, um, I will send you one where I literally sing to the camera how much I hate. (laughs) And then there was one um, a few weeks ago and I was doing it. uh, This was actually to send, though, and I was doing... (laughs) 
a tape and my husband sneezed in the living room and I was in the bedroom and it was like as I was filming it it was the right one and it it literally I'm like doing the thing he sneezed I heard it I was like if I heard that the cameras heard it and I was just like you are fucking choking me <laughs> totally raging <laughs> and about 20 minutes before although then there was another day I was doing stuff and he started banging about in the kitchen and I was like oh absolutely not babe I love no. you we are in this same house though like you know no but yeah, um, so that's what I'm trying to push myself to do more of is uh, the self-tape stuff. It's funny though, I find like I've seen a lot it's of people putting them up online and everything and I really respect that. But I think there's a thing and I don't know if it's a Scottish thing. If we share all that, it looks like we're showing off. It's such a Scottish thing, isn't it? It's like... <laughs> yeah. At the same time, like... I'm so I'm confused. Is it is it for a show? Are they just uploading their self tapes. Just so there was a whole load of people who were just uploading self tapes and doing practice. There was like a May challenge to just do as many, and I'm like, great, go for it, go for gold. But there's also that part of me that's like, oh, I know if I do that, people are going to be like, eh, Elaine, what are you doing? I'm not doing that. 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 But personally, I'm not doing that because I, I, I no, I'd rather do some yoga. Seriously, I've got oh, or or I'd rather do a self tape if it's for something. I know it's I don't know if that sounds bad or whatever, but that gives me more motivation. I don't like the idea of just sort of putting stuff out. Yeah, I like practicing it. I was like, this is for me. All these practices, they're not like they're not for anybody else, and it's so that I can actually get used to watching myself back and not just look at the usual of criticizing how I look. So. You know, your face looks fat. You've got no neck. Uh, all of that, like that's the... that. That feedback. No, that's, that's my feedback. To myself. Oh. Oh. Imagine oh. that had been feedback. Your face is fat. You have no neck. <laughs> no, that's so. I'm like trying to get to that point where I can get past it and go. Okay, not look at myself, and that is a really hard thing. And I'm sure guys have it as well. Um, do there is a pressure on us as females, though, isn't there? Um, and how far more, far much more, yeah. much more pressure. Yeah, and it's it's annoying. Yeah. It's just it fills me with dread because of it. if it's not for I don't I don't understand I don't understand I don't know what's been happening because I'm not on social media so I don't know if that was a thing where I was like come on let's do it we can all do this but um, I don't know I just kind of think like are other actors out there do as in like. Established, but well-known actors. Are they doing that? Like uploading tapes and stuff? Why are we doing it? I don't know. Why are you not on social media? Um, once again, fills in with dreads. It's too public. I feel like you're just sharing your life with people that you don't really know. Um, I'm very private. I am a private person. Even though I'm like, ah, if you, if you ever meet me, sort of outgoing or whatever. But um, I just find it, I, find, I don't know, I just can't. Do you know who sort of summed it up for me Kira Knightley she joined Twitter and she said she lasted two days because she felt like she was walking into the playground as a new girl everybody's playing and she just didn't know what mm. to say and left and I was like that's kind of how I feel that's kind of mm. so and also like I don't I just think it would take up a lot of my time yeah scrolling 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 through feeds of stuff to find maybe one or two gems 
and I know I'd waste I wouldn't feel like I'd waste a lot of time on it I think when it was mm-hmm. um at first I did I was on there very active and stuff but I think I got really embarrassed about some of the stuff like you know and also I don't I, like being on Facebook for example and then seeing people posting and ranting I'm just like am I like that that sort of feeling I'm like shit I can't be on here because if this is what it is, it's just basically a rant sort of culture or a rant sort of space. Like, I'd rather do it to people's faces, not yeah. to strangers. They're not really going to care. See, when I'm reading someone ranting on Facebook, I don't care. I don't care. And I don't really know them. So I'm like, why are they ranting? What are they? I'm like, I can't know. And I know, I know it's not all rants and whatever. But people say that it's very beneficial for work and whatever. Um, I feel I, I only post if I don't post about my day. I don't post that I drank some tea. I don't post that I'm learning violin. I don't post about that shit. I just don't. I, I think I, I think I get a bit worried about who's consuming that information, people that I don't know, and I don't like that. It's nice to me. It just doesn't feel nice. I think that all is very valid and things that, I mean, I, I am a big Instagram fan, but I also catch myself a lot going, do I need to be on this so much? Do I need to be doing this? Um, Facebook, I go through phases of sharing. I actually tend to share stuff now more on Facebook that's like, you know, petitions or articles that I think are really important that people should read. Um, and Twitter just gives, Twitter makes me feel a bit sick. I'm, a bit like, I'm with you on that, but I kind of like, for persistent and nasty, I'm on it. And like with equity, I'm on it. But yeah, there's just something that I don't doesn't sit well with me about Twitter. I don't know what it is. I think people are quite vile on it. Yes. Oh my God. I I think I've I went on there a few times during this quarantine. Excuse my my heavy verse. Sorry. Um I went on Don't apologize, it's totally fine. People listening to this, I'm so sorry because I know it doesn't sound nice. My mom said I sound horrendous. <laughs> oh mothers. <laughs> I don't think mommy. Helping me. Um, I went on Twitter like I think it was a week into quarantine, and I think Donald Trump was doing a talk or something. I laughed like, and all the feeds on all the stuff underneath it. Doing some sort, I can't remember it was. I just felt like the end of the world was about to happen. Dictator to this, and I was on there literally. It must have been about twenty four seconds. It was about quarantine. I'm not. Oh my god. I came straight off. I just thought it's too heightened. It's too. It's not. It's not real life. I know. I know people are like believe it is, but it's not. It's, people do say it's sort of so it's a filtered version of reality. So of course it is, but it's, it's that and more. Okay, there's the keyboard warriors as well. People that would dare say half the stuff that come out of their mouths, um, but they'll happily do it behind a behind a digital. Yeah. Sort of alter ego I don't like I just don't like it it's not it's to me it's not real but you can see how the younger generation or even our generation whatever are just like embrace it they embrace the fact that if they have bought a Snickers bar they need to tweet about it I've ate this I've been here oh my god I, I scratched my head let me just post that let me just take a picture of what came out my ass and put it on like like there's this whole I <laughs> is dead. like people do you know this is a thing that will happen people will happily willingly accept a CCTV camera in their houses eventually that's going to happen where people just like 
you don't need to log on to Twitter anymore. Well, I suppose there you go. Your mobile phone's already got a camera on you, your laptop, your smart TV. It's got, it's got that sort of that mm. capability. But I think that that's what's going to be ushering in this new norm of your life is lived digitally. It's not just yeah. look at the quarantine. We've had to go to Zoom. We've had to go member Skype. How crap. Member Skype. <laughs> Skype must be raging right now. <laughs> Well done, ha ha, Skype. I say ha ha because your services were shit. I'm sort of, sort of like, this is what happens if you're shit. You're gonna allow. You're gonna have to accept the loss. You're gonna accept that yeah. because they have they had the opportunity to make shit. How much nonsense? <laughs> How much nonsense you have to go through to make a Skype call? Oh my oh, god, it is ridiculous. It was a nonsense. They couldn't find anybody. It was a nonsense. So ha ha, they fucked it. They fucked it. Ha ha. But. <laughs> But okay, uh, Skype. Obviously, we're completely supportive of you. I'm sure nobody will be listening from Skype when we'll be talking. I mean, even I don't even think the icon appears on my laptop. It was over Skype. Obviously, through its quarantine, it's been Zoom all day or WhatsApp or FaceTime or whatever. But things that just work seamlessly. I love that. See what doesn't flaw. Even if it's a digital design flaw, you deserve you deserve whatever's coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> you should have fixed it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. I hate that scene when I'm using it. Even if it's like a bottle, open up like, see if it's a design flaw, I will just stand there on my own in my flat and critique this shit. <laughs> I am just so sad. But rather than going media and be like, this bottle pissed me off, I'll just like have a, a nice little discussion amongst myself. <laughs> it's crap but like I don't need to but you don't need to put it out and oh. the, the the world yeah yeah I get it totally get it um, I think it's just a new way people are just accepting yeah. if anything happens if they yawned or something they need to tweet about it or something or yeah or, I'm just like, yeah. I'm so confused about it and I'm glad I like that <laughs> but I, uh, I really respect that though yeah, but you've got a brand that you can you're pushing. You're behind a uh, 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 overall a business. You're behind a, an entity. It's not. Oh my god! Look at my new thing that I purchased that you haven't got. Ha ha! I don't know. But I mean, my actual personal Instagram is mainly just me showing people during lockdown how many earrings and crystals I've bought and candles. <laughs> like. Rest of the world is buying toilet paper. I'm buying crystals and candles. All oh good. I mean, I nearly burnt down my house because I made a candle. Oh my Jesus. <gasps> oh my God. That <laughs> should have went on Twitter and asked my for that. But, um, I my face was so excited there when you said you made a candle. I'm like, tell me. <laughs> I made, oh my God. This is the thing. So I did this old, um, I did packs of rope that I bought and it was still there. And I was like, I could use that to make wick. I can make wick out of that. So I made wick out of this rope and I think it's string, but it's really thick string. It's not the thin stuff. So, oh my, really bad. I made like tea lights, loads of them. So proud of myself, like 30, 40 tea lights. Because Ikea's closed. I don't know if it's still closed. Who knows? Um, so I was like, I mean, I'm going to tea lights. Let me make some tea yeah. lights. Tea lights from old tea, the old tea light, the rem, the, the thing. The, the holder. Light. The holder thing. <laughs> <laughs> had loads of them. Because so many of them like, Stockpiled or whatever, stop it. I just keep them or recycle them, but I didn't think yeah. Um, and, and I just like repurposed them. And the wick that I used, Jesus Christ, 
I woke up, I, and you're not supposed to leave candles unattended, but I woke up really with my bedroom on fire because this wick just didn't burn out. <sighs> ever, people out there, ever, if you make a candle, make sure you've got a thin, thin wick because it will burn itself out. But the thick ones, they'll just burn your house down. Yes. Yeah. That oh, is a God. lesson for life, guys. <laughs> lesson for life. Oh, oh, God, I love it. I get a towel. Well, put it with water and throw it did you do any was it scented your candles did you did it was but you know what it was the people in the sky as I call them my my guardian angels that um the only reason I woke up was because I heard a rattling <laughs> the candle was like rattling against glass and it was sitting in this sort of table full of crystals and honestly it's like so many crystals are on this table and a candle in the middle and it started rattling and I swear to god because it the thing that was holding it, it was like a glass holder. It was touching the wall. The wallpaper started going on fire. The wall went black. There was like a dent in it and it was like melting. It was going on fire. Basically, it was going on fire. But I only woke up because I heard rattling and this candle was just on fire. Fire! It was so scary. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that it, it, you woke up to the rattling. So thanks, whoever uh, sorted that. Honestly, yeah. I, woke up. I had to sleep in the living because always the bedroom full of smoke. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just before we finish up, you were saying at the start um, to me that you are like creating your own work. What are you? Do you want to share it or not? You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I don't know what I should say about it. Uh, you don't totally don't have to. Don't feel like you have to. It's totally fine. Like I'm not settled on. An idea. I feel like I've got a concept, but the idea is just like it escapes me. Okay. <laughs> but like in terms of the process of trying to chase down and yeah. write a story, I'm not a writer. Obviously, I'm not even a singer. I don't even think of an act. All this on and on. I'm not. Um, mm. But I'll, why not? Um, I'll try it. Um, so I, I, I remember I met with because. Because it's just in order to get some work because I'm not working all the time. So, and I love creating stuff. So it's like, you get us speaking to actors or whatever. I think we're all the same. We're like, how are we going to get the work? Why is the work not coming in? And they go to London for work or auditions or whatever. Um, but like being in the side of production where I'm composing, making music, I'm like, why not? Because that's sort of like the, the working on the narrative in a sense, obviously mm-hmm. as an actor narrative but in production as a composer you worked on narrative in a different way um and I'm like why can't I need to create my own work I need to I need to because mm-hmm. when you get someone that's like um, Jemima Levick or Kaora Bissett and the way they create theatre is just like it's just so different it's like well there needs to be more more um creatively just I don't like I'm trying to think of the right word not creative oh god that's right but just just the, 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 when it comes to theatre, they just try and think outside the box and think, what can we do to make this different? What can we do to make us stand out? How can we dress this stage? How, how can we make it sound? All this sort of stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'd love to be at the helm of that that creative journey and creating the, the narrative and creating... Because it's just like, oh, you know, it's like you're in a show and you're like, oh, imagine they did this or imagine they did that. That would be really daring. So yeah, creatively daring, like more and more people like that and you get and I'm so inspired by like Michaela Cole and people oh that are yeah 
that aren't necessarily writers, but they just get the opportunity. She did it out of necessity. She did it because she was she was in a I think she was in a drama college that was like trying to get her in a show in a shit part because obviously the shit part would have went to the black girl, the one black girl, and of course her. And she was like, she took the option to write her own thing and go and do her showcase in another side of another part of London, like away from her classmates. And she created something herself, something different. And I think she made chewing gum. Chewing gum, yeah. Called something else at the time. Something I think I can't remember. But but somebody from Channel Four just went to this random place to see a showcase away from the main. I don't know what what college she went to, but everybody was on one side of London, like the trendy part, doing their showcase. She was in some back end hole of nowhere, and um, doing her her presentation that she wrote because she was like, "There's no part for me." that's going to be interesting or excites me. So I'm going to have to write it. And I'm like, do you know what? Do you know what? I did the same thing with music. I don't know what I'm doing still. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> but I'm going to try it because I want to do something. I think we all want to do something creatively daring, but I think a lot of people get, they get... In your own of, head. I don't know. Uh, not distracted, but there's all these constraints that are placed upon them, either literally, like with funds or whatever but they're like oh no the story must do this and this must that and we need this character to look like this and sound like this and they need to be this sex they need to do be this gender or whatever and and some people just go uh no i'm going to do something different like i like um joe douglas he's he thinks that way as well just like mm. else and and alan from Sarge, he's like that as well he just like let's just do so like why the not? Why not? So I'm just inspired by people that are not necessarily writers that want to create something different and create something for themselves. So Michaela Cole ends up writing Tree Gum, then somebody in Channel 4 picked it up and then encouraged her to write it in series form. And next minute she's a writer. And because she put herself in that platform, more visibility, she got other work, Netflix and films, and then she did something on BBC. I think it was based around her assault. That I'd yeah. imagine I think she wrote it because I think her story with she went she had an assault, assault happened to her. She did. Um, I think when I'm looking at the is is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, she did. She talks about it at um festival two years ago. She was one of the people at one of the big things for TV and film meeting at Edinburgh Festival and um she basically kind of went through this is what the industry needs to look at it was all kind of in the wake of the me too movement at towards the end of like 2017 and then moving into 2018 and she basically she just said this happened to me this wasn't dealt with properly this 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 but then these people were really supportive blah 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 but this is what our industry needs to work on wow yeah. Like just, I think she's incredible. Like just yes, it's so stunning. She's so like, how does she oh. look amazing? Like even she looks the best when don't hair. She uh, yeah, stunning. Yeah, there's so, there's, there's so many people out there that that are there's so many examples of that of people just like, well, I just wanted to create this, and and because they were given that opportunity, and they're not technically a writer, they come at it from a different approach, mm-hmm. a different angle. Have those constraints? They they're not they're not necessarily tied to narrative the prescriptive narrative journey um they just go for they just create something like something different but in a sense i would imagine they're obviously guided by professionals that will sort yeah. of lean it in a way 
it more palatable, makes it more creatively palatable. Um, so, so it's learning, that, isn't it, though? Yeah, it is. It's definitely, it's definitely learning and that experience. So I, I, I'm, I'm being mentored right now by Jemima Levick, and that's so kind. He's amazing. She's amazing. Uh, she's so she's oh my god she's so t- she's such a talented individual and she I remember is. seeing I've seen I've seen 306 um, mm-hmm. and and my god um she she's she she just like she knows she's got such a strong creative vision she knows what she's doing she's I think she already in a sense when she gets given a script and it's sort of like worked on or whatever she's already before it's even in production what it's going to be and what it looks like so um, I'm so fortunate to be working with her I'm just writing scenes and writing ideas and and it's good working with her because she's taking me back to the basics because the idea I've got is really sprawling of course it is because I've been thinking about it forever and she's sort of helping me sort of refocus and and start again so I know I'm not married to any idea that's why in a sense talking about it is just kind of like I'm like oh I don't know if there's any point in that but I'm, I'm just enjoying it. Like yesterday, I was like really getting into it, writing some scenes. I'm not a writer, but I will just wait. Okay. <laughs> but like I was really getting into it, just writing away. And just, I was like, oh. And it also, it's really, it's really good practice as an actor, like to write some words. And then how many different ways can you sort of digest that? What does it mean? What's the undertones? If there's no undertones, what can we do to create a subtext? And how can, what words can we use instead? And it's really made me, if anything, if nothing comes out of this, it's it's going to help me be a better creative. I know that because it's very detailed when you're writing it. Mm-hmm. Like it is to write a script, but it feels like there's so many things you need to be aware of. I, I would never be so um, what's the word? I don't know the word. I wouldn't be so disrespectful. I suppose to come into that arena and be like, I'm a writer. I know what a writer what a writer does. But speaking to like, oh my god, Francis and um, Francis Poet. What a beautiful name. She goes a beautiful name. Like yeah. she's a writer writers as well and just like oh my god you're a writer you usually <laughs> jump on them and be like tell me help me tell me. um and, and she she's just the same she i think I, I don't know like education background but i know she was she was she was a script editor something like that and she wasn't a writer and she, i think i don't want to like speak out of turn but she just encouraged me she's like i'm not a writer either but she's francis poet i'm like what oh mm-hmm. like all the stuff that she's written i was just like what um, I, I remember seeing um, Adam, her play as well, and yeah. it's just so emotional. Like there, there's a there's obviously a skill there, and and um, taking a subject and really really extracting it. And I think her process is that she's she goes very very in depth with her um, projects. She um, wrote fibers, um, yeah. play process, and the amount of the years of research. She really, really, really extracted every sort of detail and and just knew so much about it. And I think that's like you can't. I feel like you can't be so uh, like ill-informed or under-informed about a subject, especially if you're going to write about it. Uh, So whatever the thing I'm writing about, trying to digest as much information about and just kind of like find it, find it, find a narrative there because I think I've got a concept, but it's not a story. That's something I'm understanding concept be story but it's not a story that I've got yet so I'm trying to construct and sort of carve a story of this, this nonsense that's been whirling around in my head for years and years yeah <laughs> I, I mean love it though but that's all like I think just for people to know that kind of stuff like it doesn't doesn't just always appear like that out of thin air it's a it's a process and you're learning that process 
and challenging yourself because you are a creative. Yeah, and that's a, and that's the thing. Why not? Why not try it? Like I think when I speak to some actors, they're just they just want to act, and I'm like, but what? Me be my annoying, annoying way, just like, but why not try them? And they're like, no, I'm just. And I'm like, okay, but you see, so like even Cora Bissett, that's why she started directing to get work to yeah, because she's a creative individual as well. Like, so she was acting, 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 and just doing again the same prescribed roles for her casting. Um, yeah. and it, she's so talented as an actor as well like um and she um ended up doing uh the sex the the the, the traffic show oh my god do you remember what it was called um oh uh, uh, yeah the one <laughs> where because she first did it at the festival and you went into the room and it was just like road road hill Roadkill. Roadkill, yes. Oh my God, how the hell? But yes, we got there. Well done. Roadkill, and that again. Um, so again, she was acting. <laughs> got there. Fuck, high five, good screen, high five. High five. <laughs> but uh, she, 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 she had that idea. I, I think did she, I can't think who wrote it. I can't remember who wrote it, but she, she won an Olivia Award now, did <laughs> How do you go from being an actor to getting an Olivier Award for a show that you create? Isn't that incredible? Yeah, she's like this is this is possible. Like this is a thing as well. I think being surrounded by amazing people and seeing what's possible. Because I I swear if I hadn't been around certain actors like Steph McGregor and Dawn and Amaka and Amira and and then being around Cora and being around Jemima and being around um, Zena Bonsu, horribly. Oh, Zina! Yeah, it's audible. Honestly, like every t- every time I every time I think about it, every time I think about it, I just it's it's so sad. But she 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 was mentoring me as well, um, and oh my god! Uh, uh, oh, you've got me going, and I can't hug so, you. <laughs> so, so, I know, so I know. So this is the new reality. <laughs> so well, yeah, so, well, we will we will overcome. We will. But, um, she was the same. Like she wasn't a dancer, you know. She like if anyone, I've never seen her performing. Oh, I seen her acting actually, um, and um, and I can't remember the name of the show. It was an NTS production. Um, it's quite oh goodness me. Who knows? And, oh, I'll find so it and I'll put. I'll find it and I'll add it in at the start. Don't worry. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so she was in that show and I think that was the, the last thing she acted in. So I've seen her acting in that, but she's not an actor. She's not a dancer, but she did it. So she started dancing at 21. Now that's ridiculous to say yeah. who starts dancing at 21, but she became a professional dancer. I was teaching at the, um, and she was artistic director, I think for a, a, a subsidiary of Scottish Ballet. I couldn't work like, yeah. So she, she, she taught in the ballet, she taught at RS. AMD, which is called the R. CS. Yeah, I keep getting the, the name, the numbers around all the RCS. She, she's an amazing, ama- an amazing creative, and she was just, she's just so encouraging. It's, it, it's been, I think it takes being around those people because what I, I, I realise is that it doesn't just come from me, it comes from my enthusiasm, my love for the art. It definitely comes from being around those types of amazing women. Weirdly enough, that's that's funny that, that, that I mentioned that all women. That's just worked out the way. That's just worked out the way that way. 
when you talk about women up, uplifting each other and and because we need to and I, 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 I and I've experienced that they, we definitely do because I wouldn't be doing a quarter or half or whatever the things I'd, I'd be doing without their enthusiasm without their love and care and nurture um, for other individuals and um, but it's, it's definitely that encouragement because who starts that being a professional dancer at 21 that's really unheard of usually start at four if that's your dad but Rosina I think I can't remember she, she told me a story this but she she ended up going somewhere she studied that was it she studied she went to and did I think it was environmental art and she wanted to change something I can't I think there's there's a reason a reason that I wouldn't talk about but she changed and to and went down the dancer route and that's because she's in our heart is well, obviously an artist when she went to study environmental art and sculpture um, at the art school and ended up doing dancing. It's just like, that's not normal, but like it's possible. So when I even like down on myself, like, oh, you can't write, what are you doing? What are you doing? You can't sing, you can't do this, you can't do that, but I'll try it and then I'll fight those demons. Honestly, fight you have to fight. I fight yeah. them. What do you do when, when that voice is like, you're crap, you're this? Just be like, I know I'm shit. Shut the up. I know I'm shit. But do you know what? I'm just going to try it because... But I you're not such- shit, though. But you're <laughs> not, though. Like, you're not. And I can say that because I've seen you on stage. You're not shit. Oh, that's so kind. But everybody has everybody has those doubts. and I, I, Of I, course. I, oh, my God. As an actor, well, I think as performers, we eat at our own... It's the self-saboteur, isn't it, as RuPaul talks about? And we are really, really bad for it. But... Like when you when don't you get, agree with those demons because you're not shit. Yeah, I have a fight with them. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I, I have a laugh with them. I'm like, yeah, I'm shit. Watch this. Look at this shitness. <laughs> <laughs> you need to just have a laugh, and then I end up laughing at myself, and I'm like, what? So the, the, the voice comes in. I'm like, well, do you want to try it? What can you? Can you even type? Oh, haha. Well, <laughs> oh, well, no. So, point me. Can you even type? Can you sing? Uh, no, you can't. So, <laughs> wrap it. Exactly. Fight back. That's what I say. I don't, like, oh, these voices in doubt or whatever. Fuck doubt. Fuck it. Everybody's got doubt. Everyone yeah. does. Thing you realise, even like in Maya Angelou was talking about doubt and like people I love that are amazing, like Mazina that have doubt and they're just incredible. You're just like, do you know what? Everyone's got it. Yeah. You just need to put yeah. on the beat. Why not? Do you know, usually when we finish off a podcast, I like to ask people um, what persistent and nasty means to them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to ask you. I mean, I'm just like, this whole podcast is everything that we stand for and I love it. Um, but I'm going to ask you what it means to you. Oh, my God. Every day. Every day is just like, what can I get done? What can I achieve? And it never ends. It never ends. Like I wake up, I have to do my, my yoga. I have to do my violin. It's just it's it's a continuous thing. So I am very. I've tried to think I am very persistent in that sort of case. I'm trying to do my writing. Um, I just keep going. Um, but I don't know. Like that. That that's the thing. Like I'm, I am. I think I am very persistent. I just like in terms of um, attempting to better myself and do more and be more. And, 
and why not? And so there's so much inspiration around us to like be like, oh, could try what they're doing, see. And then sometimes you get the feeling of you're like, no, I shouldn't try what they're doing. Or or just or or I don't know, sometimes you get that situation where it's like, oh, they don't want to like they don't want me to do this. That's fine, I won't do it then. But um but then give it a few months if that voice comes back when it's like oh try this why don't you try that like it's a, it's a good voice sometimes it's like oh that's interesting what do they do um but it's like it's 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 relentless for me like I'm, I'm i'm always learning i'm always watching videos on music theory um learning scales and trying to understand scales and my voice on the violin on the piano and it's it's never ended but it's like when people say when because i'm not i don't work all the time so it's like periods of downtime between shows but in those times I'm persistently consistently improving I have to because I can't do the next job with the same same knowledge I had from the last job so in, in the interim I'm always trying to better myself and and I love that like working on this show that I'm doing it's given me the opportunity to really go as much as I can get into my melodies and writing melodies and understanding what it is and then understanding counter melodies trying to make it make sense for me but the nasty aspect, you can think the nasty aspect. So the the nasty thing is like kind of reclaiming that word. So like sometimes uh, we called ourselves persistent nasty because Trump, unfortunately, he's come up twice now. Um, but during the 2016 elections, he called Hillary a nasty woman for daring to give him correct facts. And he does it quite a lot. Like he really, he'll talk, it's always to female reporters, especially at the moment, you're just nasty. It's like a really dismissive thing. So we are trying to claim that back because basically what happened when he called um, Hillary nasty was all these women went on Twitter and went, well, I must be nasty because I'm the CEO of a blah, 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 blah. And it was just all that. So it's kind of like taking back that word basically and making it, something positive rather than a negative it's like isn't it interesting like I, d- I did a job recently and it was I don't know it's like that sort of thing it was so interesting like the whole production team were women but some of the technical were men and like getting them to do some stuff was just like ah I know since and um <coughs> I remember the designer, I won't mention her, um, but she's amazing, I love her. Um she was like, You do realize uh, being that way is because you're a woman. And uh, do you know that way we forget. Sometimes we think, oh my god, equality is here and alive and well, but uh, actually not in every case and not all the time. Um I, I uh, genuinely when she said it, it was like lunchtime, she's like, You do realize it's because you're a woman and how dare you like say but it's just like this is an order for the show to, you need to do your job and I'm d- done my job. Also, I need to do your job now. Okay. And instead of me sort of um, tackling that head on, I, I just like, I suppose, like I had so much work I had to get done and I just kind of like, I'm annoyed at myself that I didn't sort of tackle that in a more nasty, persistent, I, d- I wish I was more, um, you know, more um, challenging with that. Um, but like, I, I'm learning more and more to be that way because I don't care. We always get that, like, I'll, I'll get called, like, people will be like, oh, you're this or that or whatever, but when you realise when it, it comes from a place where it's like, know your place, women, I can't, honestly. I love, like, so I went to a mixed primary school, boys and girls, and then I went to all girls high school, and 
I'm so grateful for that. People will be like, oh, it's so bitchy. It must have been bitchy, whatever. But no, it was just a time and a space to just be with women and be uplift each other. Uplift each other and be like, we're women, but we're not incapable of fucking of of doing certain things. Like, like I remember when I went there, they didn't have a they didn't have a technical and graphic design class, so they had to get a new guy in, and he was just going on about in because the girls' school they wouldn't have technical drawing and graphics and techie, they didn't have that. But like, they changes things like that 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 mm-hmm. need to happen. It, and it's just, you know what, it's just like, it's such a sad thing because that school I went to is now being turned into a mixed a co-ed school, which I just, I'm just like, it's such a shame. And people will like listen to us and think, oh, that's old school sort of thought. But it was just, a, a it was a time to be like, a, a space to be protected when it was just all girls. There wasn't that sort of pressure to be like competing with boys and stuff. I just loved that. I loved that. The focus was on education and nonsense with like girls or whatever, but it was still on let's be amazing women in this world that we're about to emerge into, college, uni, whatever. And it really did give me that start. And I love working with women that have that sort of that outlook. But like, see, honestly, it hurts me when I encounter situations or scenarios or men that just have that sort of like that view that it shouldn't be that way, that women's place or whatever. It, women's places to be mute and in the corner and stuff but like more and more like no like I can't I can't I can't I can't sit there and be like no I'm good to be because I didn't realize that was a thing like that if I'd have realized that's what it was because that does that designer said that to me at lunchtime and it didn't sink into like two days later when things were just not getting better and I was like trying to like ask for stuff and things weren't getting done and people trying to like throw me under the bus during team meetings and thank god there was one instance where I thought all oh, these people are just going to close rank and luckily one guy did stand up and was like no that wasn't her fault that was your fault you did this and she was it she didn't even touch a computer and it was just like I didn't realize but it's good to be informed and be like be aware that these things happen and be ready for it because I, I still need to sort of have my own mental debrief and how I could deal with that better how I could stand up for myself and be like and just how I would deal with that, because I'm still not sure, to be honest. Um, I'm still not sure, but like I, I, I'll be nasty all day because I do not care. I don't, I'm, I don't care about like um, men or whatever the ego or women are nasty or whatever. I just don't care. I don't because I, I do feel like men can be babied a lot, or like there's this understanding that. Because that's what I felt like, and speaking to other female friends, it's like in the house, the girls are expected to do more. We're expected to like not moan as much, but the boys, like they get bigger portions of food. They don't need to clean up as much. You know, they're allowed to go outside and play longer. It starts at such a young age where you're sort of put in this sort of, you stay there and don't make a noise. My God, like my dad would tell me, stop whistling, girls don't whistle. So do you know what Mm. I did at age I whistled my head off. I would skip around that, my dad, that man, <laughs> I'd skip, whistle, because I didn't understand it before, I was like, I can whistle, that that sound comes out of my body, so it's not illegal, and it doesn't make sense, so I would just like, try, not wear them down, but I would just like, make a point, like, so yeah. in ways, I not like that, because I know I'm very like, when it comes to stuff like that, I, I don't, I'm, 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 I, I don't care about like, needing to be the sort of pissy girl or whatever, and, quiet in the corner and then going to that high school as well just even more so was like 
we need to stick together. We need to work. But we do need to work harder. We do need to work harder. Like, I think I read something about female writers. Like, when they write something, they research the beep out of that subject versus maybe, and I, may, I don't know if that's fair to say if that's the case, but I think with women, we are kind of like, really sort of self-deprecating and not sure, not fully sure of ourselves, not always encouraged. So our creations and ideas and stuff would just be like, um, swept under the, the carpet or just not listened to but that's the thing in a theatre situation you have to listen to the sound designer that's a female because you're not going to get any sound otherwise you have to listen to the choreographer that needs this and that or you're not going to get any like blocking or stage um, di- like in terms of like dance and movement you can't you can't you can't always like so I've never been in a situation like that like that thing that happened to me that, that job that's never happened to me before because mm. normally when you go into that people are willing to do their job and love their job and yeah. they don't care tell me that they need an op or a woman that's needing a cable for it they don't care they just do it because that's a job but there was something very very off in that situation and I think I wish I think to myself god if I was a guy what would it be different what would I say but I think I'm, I'm I still need I did like I like that was um like I was speaking to Rosina about that and she just had the most beautiful advice about looking into your um the the professionals that you know um, I can't remember how she termed it, but just like, oh, what did she say? I can't remember, but she she just had advice about like uh, getting the, the sort of the, your oh, what did she call it? like your allies in a sense and getting them getting their advice, but having them in the situation. I was like, what? She's like, yeah. Why didn't you just invite like this, um, like a really well known sound designer that I know? I love him. I should I mention him? I'll mention it, Matt Matt Padden, I love him. He's just so, he's like, he loves his job. He is so skilled. He's so, he's so, like, he knows the equipment. He knows what sound can do. He's just so informed. He loves what he does. And he's a joy to be around. So, like, if he was Matt, like, if he was, if I was working with him, it would just be a different sort of, a different story. She's like, why didn't you, like, invite someone like him into the room? And and I was like, huh? But, just talk, she's just talking about like, yeah. getting, having your allies around you and stuff like yeah. that. But, um, but like learning things, oh, I don't know. It's such a minefield. This whole life is never mind the job or whatever. But, yeah. but you're, it, you're right. It's just a case of learning, learning from previous things and taking that on to the next time that happens and kind of going, okay, well, next time if I if I come up against that, because you know you might that might hopefully that's your one and only time where somebody's been a dick because you're a female. And you don't ever have to deal with that again. I mean, yeah. the reality is probably not going to be that. But next time, you might be more aware of it. And it's just about learning. So it's all great. Yeah. Pusha, you are an actual joy. I love you. It's been so wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast. You Thank are you for having me. Thank you for having <laughs> I know. So glad we've eventually got to do this. Um, guys, we will put all the info on Patricia Panther and you can not follow her on any social media because she doesn't do it. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, we will uh, put all that in the description box. Um, as always, everybody, take care and stay nasty.